Welcome to episode 76 on the Live List Out podcast. Did you know that curiosity is a great anecdote to judging yourself and others? Hello, action taker. Welcome to Live Blissed Out, a podcast where I have inspirational and informational conversations with business owners and subject matter experts to help you get the scoop on a variety of topics. Tired of hesitating or making decisions without having the big picture? Want to be in the know? Then this is the place to go. I'm your host, Marissa Houston, helping you achieve bliss through awareness and action. So let's get to it. Joining us is Deborah Valentina, founder and principal of Creativing. For over 30 years, she has been a holistic, intuitive mindset coach for female professionals, as well as an international inspirational speaker and published author. Her third book, her memoir entitled Beyond Chaos, Journey to Freedom and Joy, was published by Right Path Publishing. One of her greatest delights is to empower women to get beyond their doubts and fears to fully express their unique talents claim their seat at the table, and experience freedom and joy. To learn more, visit creativing.info and beyondchaosbook.com. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. Hi, Deborah. So nice to have you here. I am thrilled to be here, Marissa. We've got great content to share with our listeners. You wrote a book and it's called Beyond Chaos. And what you talk about a lot is qualities that cultivate our journey to joy. And I wanted to dig deeper into that word joy, because when we talk about happiness, joy, bliss, all these things that fill our souls, it's really defined differently by each individual person. What I consider happy might not be the same for you. So when you're referring to this word joy, what does that mean for you? Mm, What a great question. I will answer that, but I want to give right off the bat the listeners a resource. And I'm right in the middle of one of the best books I've ever read. It's called The Book of Joy. And the authors are His Holiness, the Dalai Lama, and Archbishop Desmond Tutu. And I just highly recommend it for everyone. It's just magnificent. It was an immediate New York Times bestseller. The very interesting thing is, if you do get the book, on page 33, the Dalai Lama and Desmond Tutu are talking about what is the definition of joy. I would say that my definition of joy is internal delight and contentment. I've spent my whole life cultivating and getting to a place of this internal feeling because I believe that joy doesn't come from external. It comes from the internal. I just love the word joy. I love my own definition of it. And you and the listeners would really create their own definition of what it is. For me, joy is not a destination. It's a journey. 
it's something you're constantly striving for. And the older you get, the more experiences you get, the more you develop as a human being. That journey is what leads you to being joyful and happy and fulfilled. I would totally agree. And the other piece of it is I would say that I can choose joy in any moment. So no matter what's going on outside, and as we all know, there's a lot going on in this country and the world, and a lot of it not so wonderful, what I know is I can choose joy in every moment. Now, sometimes I forget because I'm a human being and I get caught up, but the thing that I know we can all do is we've gotten caught up in the swirl and we can stop and just choose joy. There are things we can do to lift our spirits, to fill our cup. And whatever that is for you or me or anyone listening, that's what you need to do so that there's hope, there's positivity, and those things lead to fulfillment. And without that, it's the opposite. It's misery and discontent and worry and Those things are not helpful to make us better human beings and to help us get past all of these challenges that we have to deal with in life. Absolutely. And the thing to remind ourselves is that the more we focus on worry or suffering or despair is that the more you focus on whatever it is, the more of it you get. So if you're focusing on worry, you get more worry. If you're focusing on joy, you get more joy. It's about thinking about, all right, what can I do? Little things. It doesn't have to be anything monumental, but you need to find that, that thing that fills your cup, that makes you happy, that can turn your mind in a different direction if you're feeling like it's going down and that you feel there's no hope, there's no positivity anymore in your life. You got to keep that in check because otherwise all you get is feeling miserable. Exactly. And I have been very determined and tenacious about keeping a positive attitude and doing things that I wouldn't normally have had time to do. And what comes to mind is one of them is being a watercolorist on the sides. You know, I don't make my living that way, but it gives me huge joy. I have been able to do more of that. And even my book cover, Beyond Chaos, uh, Journey to Freedom and Joy, is my watercolor. I actually designed the background of the book. I see people out there, even on social media, saying things like, there's a lot of positives that came into my life because of what happened. That doesn't mean that there haven't been terrible things that have happened, but they are focusing on some of the things that they did get out of it. Lack of hope cannot bring you joy. Hope is part of that. To be clear about all this, there are people that have a depression and they just can't seem to get out of it. For people like that, what can you do? Maybe you need to seek out professional help. Maybe you need to talk to somebody. What are some of those qualities? that we can incorporate into our lives so that we can get to that joyful place for ourselves? From my book, I've chosen three of the qualities that I am suggesting and inviting myself and you and the audience to cultivate on the journey to joy. The first one is curiosity. Curiosity is such a beautiful thing because it expands your world. I have been cultivating it since I was 
the little girl, it expands one's viewpoint, it expands one's world, it opens you up to new things. And one of the things that it does when used well is to avoid judging yourself or others. And this is a tool that I use almost every day is to ask open-ended questions. And I say open-ended because if you are trying to direct the answer, that's not curiosity. An example of an open-ended question is something like, I want to understand you better. I want to understand your thinking better. Please tell me more about that. If you're about to judge someone or yourself, stop and think and ask, what belief is causing me to think that way and to judge myself? Would that be like self-evaluation? It is a portion of self-evaluation. And then if you're doing it for others, you're being curious about why someone is thinking or being that way. Because we don't know what is causing someone else to act the way they're acting. What turns tap water plus a capsule of salt, water, and vinegar into a gentle cleaner and disinfectant that is EPA approved against COVID-19 and kills 99.9% of germs? Force of Nature Cleaner does. I love using it so much that I partnered with them as a brand ambassador to share my discovery with you. To learn more about this product and their 100% happiness guarantee, click on my affiliate link in the show notes or website to access your promo code, let Force of Nature know I sent you and help support the show. And I think part of that reason, Deborah, is because the person on the other end doesn't want to tell us because they feel like maybe if they complain about something or share something very personal that people will judge them. So they keep it bottled up. And then they behave a certain way. And then us from the other side will look at it from a certain perspective, not understanding the background behind it. There's so much that happens on the back end that we just don't know about. Exactly. And we don't know how someone grew up, their hardships, what's currently happening, all of that. So if we stay curious, then we're much less likely to judge. And judgment is really something that is not forwarding our evolution. What is the next quality that we need to consider? This is my favorite, and it's to trust in your intuition. So I believe that everyone has intuition, and it's a matter of whether we tune into it and practice it and cultivate it or not. I have been actively tuning into my intuition for, I would say, the last 30 plus years. People call their intuition different things. I call it my knowingness. And so I've cultivated my knowingness. And what that looks like, I offer as a tool, is that this is what I do each morning. I spend time connecting to my knowingness. And some people call it their still small voice. Part of it is just quieting the mind, meditating, sipping tea, whatever it is that you do to quiet your mind. You can even ask for your intuition or your knowingness to show up. And oftentimes what I do is if I'm wrestling with something or I have an issue that I haven't quite solved, I ask my knowingness to weigh in. 
what is its point of view or what would my intuition say about it? And so I've been practicing this almost every single morning. And so that's something that you need to develop in order to be able to read it better. You need to be aware of what those signals are. Does that also fall under, for example, when you're in a certain situation and you feel uneasy because all the signs are there that something is not right? Is that part of what you should be conscious about? Absolutely. Your intuition is available, my belief, 24-7. And you bring up a really good point about practicing. Usually your left brain, or sometimes I call it monkey mind, is louder than your higher self voice, your knowingness voice, your intuition voice. And the more you practice, the louder it will get because it trusts the connection with you. And so after all these years of practice, my intuitive voice is louder than my left brain protective voice. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And just to go back to to the point that you're making is, yes, your intuition is available all the time. And especially if you're in a situation where you're about to, you know, do something that's not in your highest good, your intuition may be like, really screaming at you if you're listening, saying, no, don't go in this direction. This is not good for you. So it's there, but you need to know that it's telling you something and listen to it. Absolutely. And the other piece of it is to emphasize what I was saying about asking it questions. So whether it's a personal issue or a professional issue, I ask it questions. Like I need to do some additional professional things during this time. What would those be? It's like my board of directors. It's something that's there that you want to pay attention to. Don't ignore it because sometimes it really tells you something very significant. And if you just ignore it, then you go back and say, oh, I should have gone with my intuition. (laughs) Absolutely. And like I said, the more you listen, the louder it gets. And that's really important. And the opposite is true. If you've heard something that your intuition is telling you to do and you do the opposite, it actually then gets quieter. Interesting how that works. Absolutely. The third quality that I'm suggesting people look at is to take risks or leaps of faith into the unknown. There's always the unknown. Some of us prefer to know exactly what's going to happen. And the fact of the matter is we don't know from day to day. So if you're afraid of taking risks, the tool that I use is to remember all the successful risks that I've taken prior. And you don't want to focus on the risks you took and it turned out not how you preferred. You want to focus on the risks that you've taken and the leaps of faith that you've taken that really turned out well. For a recent example with me, I was living on the beautiful island of Kauai and it's paradise and beautiful, but I was feeling like my world was a little too small that I still had a lot to contribute to the world. And it was 
challenging to do that on a small island in the middle of the Pacific. So I took a risk and moved to Denver. And I'm so glad I did. My whole world has expanded and I have more opportunity here. And so I'm so glad I took that risk. So when I'm thinking about, for instance, expanding what I do online, and I've not done as much of that in the past, I think about the risks I've taken and how successful they've been. You know, it's interesting you say that, Deborah. Everything we do every single day entails some sort of risk. And sometimes we don't think about that. I mean, just getting into your car and going on the freeway, that's a risk because you are not in full control. The people around you can be irresponsible and do things that could hurt you. We have to realize that life is nothing but a series of risks. The question becomes, how risky do you want to be? And there are things we can do. For example, we can take calculated risks. There are things that we cannot control at all, like being on the road. The only thing we can control by being on the road is follow the rules, put your seatbelt on, hold on to the wheel, drive safely, drive defensively, whatever you need to do. But at the end of the day, if there's somebody that's reckless and you just happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, anything can happen. If we live in that kind of fear, then we'd never do anything. So risks are part of life and it just depends on how far you want to take it. Like some people will want to climb a 14er and, you know, somebody like me will say, there's no way I would do that. That's a risk they're willing to take. Yes. And I'm glad you brought up the fear word because going back to what I said earlier, whatever you focus on expands. So if you focus on fear, fear is going to expand. If you focus on that all is well, all is well will expand. That and also you're absolutely right. One way to look at it is life is just a series of risks. Which risks are you willing to take? People would label me a big risk taker because I've moved all over the country. And I've also even lived in India for a little while. So it's part of going full circle to the curiosity. I'm very curious about people and places and what makes people tick, which is why I am in the right profession as a coach, because I love people and I love to know how they're thinking. Taking risks and leaps of faith is part of life. It sure is. And I think we just need to remember that. I like to go into things with eyes wide open. I like to know what's ahead as best as you can. There's no way you can 100% know, but just look into it and then realize that there's no foolproof decision. Everything you do, whether it's you decide to get married, whether you decide to move to a new location, whether you're going to take that trip, everything involves a certain level of risk. And if you're scared of that and you live in fear every day, then you're just going to live in a bubble. If that brings you joy, good for you. But I don't think that that brings most people joy. Right. And then part of joy for me is knowing that you always have choice and you always have options. Let's say I moved to Denver, as I said, and had I not liked it, I have the ability to move somewhere else. Actually, one of the things I'm considering is living part-time in Denver and part-time on Kauai. 
when I think about it, provides lots of internal contentment and joy for me. Choice is so critical because many of us do not have choices. Having the ability to decide for yourself and make those choices is a huge component of what brings us joy for sure. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Could you share with us what your book is about, how people can get a hold of it, and how they can also reach you and get to know more about you and your story? Beyond Chaos, uh, Journey to Freedom and Joy is what I call my memoir with purpose. So it is my life. The opening scene is when I'm three years old in a hospital, all the way up to when the book was published. The URL is beyondchaosbook.com. And there's a link that goes directly to Amazon, and it is both on Kindle and paperback. If you want to get to me directly, it's the name of my business, which is Creativing, and it's C-R-E-A-T-I-V-I-N-G dot info. And what I'm offering to your audience is a complimentary 30-minute discovery session where we can talk about any of these three qualities, or we can talk about anything you feel stuck about and would like some guidance on. I'm so grateful that you took the time out of your busy schedule to be here with us and share this valuable information. Thanks for being here, Deborah. Oh, you're so welcome. Speaking of joy, it was a joy to have this conversation with you, Marissa. Same here, Deborah. Thank you. That's a wrap for this episode of Lib List Out. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Deborah Valentina for joining us on the show. If you have a question or comment for a future episode, all you have to do is go to speakpipe.com forward slash L-B-O-V-M or click the link in the show notes to leave a brief audio message. If you find value in our show, please visit liveblissedout.com to reach out, subscribe, and share on social media. This show is made possible through listeners like you. Thank you. So long for now, and remember to keep moving forward.